has a story, and everyone's story affects someone. Welcome to Reveal the Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Stephanie Carter, and today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about my story. friends. I am so glad that you are here. I'm glad that you tuned in. I'm glad that I am able to come to you with my debut episode. Today is March 1st, and we're going to talk a little bit about Reveal and why this podcast is here and what it can do for you. First, let me just give you a little background on who I am. I am a mom. I have two grown sons. You will hear me talk about them from time to time, Jonathan and Stephen. Um, they are brilliant. They are 25 and 19 years old. They are uh, just wonderful sons. I couldn't have asked for better sons at, at all, at all. Just absolutely wonderful. I am a dog lover and a new cat lover. I have a cat, Bianca who is very, very different than a dog. I really wish I had have uh, known about cats a lot sooner. I would have been a cat owner much, much earlier. I am a women's life coach. I am an uh, ordained minister. I am also an author. I've written four books. And I love to read and I love to study. I'm a Bible teacher and I love to minister to women, to the hurting and the broken. Now, what, what is my story? Where did I come from? How did I get here to doing a podcast? See, everyone has a backstory. Everybody has a story that they uh, need to tell or it needs to get out to the world or just to a few people. Um, in my life coaching business that I do, I do a lot of ministry to women. I do a lot of talking about their issues, their pain, their problem, their hurts, their wounds, where they came from, um, just a lot of background information. I am a firm believer from countless people that I've talked to that we are a product of our past and our past comes forward and it causes us a lot of problems unless we deal with it. Because as I will say to some of my clients, all pain seeks pleasure, meaning relief from the pain that you were in in the past. So when that pain is not dealt with, it will deal with you. So God uses pain. God uses all of our pain. Um, in my podcast, Reveal, and in my writing, and in my blog, in my newsletter, in a lot of things that I do... I'm always trying to bring women up to a new level, a new place of empowerment from where they have been, from the pain that they have been through, from the things that they have struggled and that they have gone through. But to do that, you have to be, um, I would use the word sort of an expert in your field or in what it is that you're trying to minister or talk to them about. You need to have gone through what they are going through. That's where I come in. 
I have literally gone through so much in my life, so many things that God has a way of using what you've gone through for other people. So where did I come from? Well, my story starts when when I was married, actually. It actually starts um, maybe a little bit before that, but it starts around in that time. So um, I was married to a really wonderful man. Uh, Won't give you his name, but those who know me close know what his name is. But I was married and thought I had literally won the lottery when I married this person. Literally, literally. Uh, Loved him to the moon and back. And actually, to be honest with you, I still do. I still love him today the same way I did uh, June 6, 1992, when we got married. And, you know, when you get married, you think that you have uh, love will be forever. It will last forever. Life is good. Um, I married a Christian. I was a Christian when we got married. We were believers in Christ. And I just look forward to having this married life, not knowing that issues from our past really come forward and they really have a way of just destroying your life, tearing your life up. So we were married and, you know, maybe six, seven years into the marriage, things began to go left and they began to go left really, really bad. Um, I found out at some point he was uh, cheating and basically the Lord is the one that revealed it to me. The Lord actually spoke it out loud to me audibly in a bedroom I was standing in in our home. And the Lord said this to me. He said, I need you to stand. I'm going to heal him, deliver him from these generational curses. I need you to stand for the marriage. So thus began my journey of standing. Well, I didn't know how much that standing was going to cost me. Oh, did it cost me? It cost me a lot. But there's a method to the the madness, so to speak. So the years went by and, you know, as a wife, you, you know, I hung in there. Um, I still loved my husband. We were trying to work things out. And as time progressed, um, more cheating happened, more discovery happened, a whole lot of other things uh, happened. And somewhere in the years going on, this first discovery was April 1998. And then I would say around 2000 and let's see, I want to think it was about 2004, 7, 2007. Um, things just really began to, you know, come to a boiling point, so to speak. A volcano eruption and more cheating was discovered which led to severe, severe depression. I went into the worst. I didn't even know what depression was. I I really didn't even know um, a person could be very depressed. Um, I went into a hidden depression. By then we had two children. I had my two sons and I was hiding my depression during the time that my husband was at home. But when he wasn't at home, I homeschooled my kids and I literally um, didn't homeschool them. Uh, I just wasn't able to do it. When my husband would come home, I would 
be the happy wife. I was doing all the things I was supposed to do. And I was living in this internal fear on the inside, but I was standing, you know, for the marriage, so to speak. I was standing. I was doing all the right things, believing God. I didn't want a broken family, a broken home. And not to say that, you know, women are not supposed to stand for their marriage. I was. Just because I was depressed didn't mean that I wasn't supposed to. There was another layer of things being worked out within me that God was working on. So as time went on, and this part of the sort of breakdown, destruction was getting a little bit worse. And the affair that he was in was um, just sort of not ending. It was not going away. Um, I think by then this was the third affair that I had known about. Uh, may have been more I, that I don't know about, I don't know. But this one, um, I would say was like the mother load of, of cheating as far as if I had to describe it for me. Um, it just wasn't sort of wasn't ending. He wasn't ending this. We went to marriage counseling. We went, we did other things. Now, I want to interject in here. Parts of the story that I'm telling, I can only tell my part. I can't tell my husband's part. I don't know his part. Um, you know, it's just way too much for me to even tell in this 30-minute podcast. So I'm just saying there's other parts that I'm leaving out, but my part is the dead honest truth. So um, somewhere around 2008, I believe, he had, you know, we went to counseling, got some help. He had given up the affair, so he said, but I found out it was still ongoing. Um, after a year of this, I found out it was, you know, it's kind of still ongoing. He seemed to not be able to just get this person out of his head is what he had told me at one point. So um, my depression just became more and more and more. It was, it was just really, really, it was great. Um, my kids sort of struggled. I kept a lot of things hidden from them. Like most of us women do, we really try to shield our children and in 2000, and I'm just going to kind of speed up the story. If anybody wants more details or um, just a better, you know, kind of bird's eye view of this, you can get one of my books, Tomorrow Is Not Promised, and it has, you know, more information in there. But anyway, so 2010, um, after much talking, communication, much praying, trying to get him to stop the affair, what is this about, what is going on, um, just a lot of pain on the inside of me. I do believe he was hurting also, not really sure what the source of that was. I do have a theory on that, but I believe it's um, something else. But anyway, the middle of the night... Um, April 11, 2010, he left because the woman he was in an affair with went into labor and was having a baby. And he left and he left me, my two sons, and has not returned. This incident increased the pain so bad in my heart, in my soul, that the depression was so bad it went to suicidal stage. Now, I know there are people listening. They're going to say, well, why didn't you leave him? Why didn't you? 
um, because I had a word from the Lord to stay in my marriage. But, you know, some of the backstory to this was I did leave a couple times. I'd pack up my van. I'd leave. I'd go to a hotel. I went as far as Callaway Gardens one time. God said, go back. I didn't tell you to leave. I'm going to heal you in the fire. Wow. Okay, God, heal me in the fire. Heal me in the fire. Yes. So as um, time went on and he he drove off into the night and he left, uh, severe anger began to rise up. Anger rose up. Depression rose up in a greater way. Suicide thoughts daily rose up. Um, I had already been in depression for almost three years at that point. And I just felt my entire life had just imploded. It had just um, blew up. It just blew up. Um, In the process of this, this woman had a baby, which was just absolutely crushing. To me, it was so, it was so crushing. Um, I am only here today because I had spiritual parents, a spiritual mom that literally saved my life between her and the Lord. And she basically saved my life. I couldn't get out of bed. I I just, I couldn't really function. And the only way I was able to function was she would tell me to do certain things. She would tell me to get up, put your makeup on, take a shower, uh, homeschool your kids, make dinner, come to church, read this book, read that book, do this. I started Bible school. And basically, all of this pain that all of you probably are sitting in shock over going, I cannot believe she stayed this long with someone. I did. I did because I made a vow, a covenant vow of marriage, and that vow is until death. And I am holding to that vow even till this day, even though we are now divorced, I am still holding to that vow. I will not remarry. Um, Only death will separate us. Now, I am not some crazy woman. I'm not a crazy person. This part of my life doesn't validate my life anymore. I'm just telling you a story of where I have uh, come from. So in this um, part of the story now, and I'm leaving out like just tons of information. I'm leaving out so much of the pain, so much of it. I'm telling this because I want the listeners, to understand where I came from. Um, As far as the pain and the healing, this is the part I'm getting to. So the Lord, you know, said to to stay, to stand. And I did. Now, that doesn't mean I I didn't do it very well in the beginning. Um, I had a lot of anger. I lashed out a lot at uh, my husband. Um, I'm very transparent. So there was just, you know, profanity match, you know, cuss match I had with him. There was a lot of yelling. There was just a lot of hurt and anger, just a lot of bitterness. Um, But the Lord was working on me. How many of you know that sometimes God will literally have you stay in a place that is so hard, that is so killing, that you can't even believe that that is the Lord wanting you to do that because it doesn't, quote, feel good. And nothing about this felt good. But on the inside, I knew that this was something that I needed 
to do. I knew I needed to go through this valley experience. And this is what I had to do. I walked a road that many wouldn't walk. This is this is just a road that many wouldn't go down. Um, I had to learn forgiveness. I had to forgive him. I had to forgive the other woman because I'll just tell you, I I was I was an angry angry person. This was um, someone, frankly, that I wanted to just stomp into the ground and really hurt very very badly. This was this I'll just tell it. This this was a woman that I wanted to really just see dead on the interstate on the news, her name, and I was just this this angry and this bitter and unforgiving. She needed to die because she did this on purpose. This is what this was. And I you know, you just did this on purpose. Um I wanted my husband to suffer. I wanted him to pay for what he had done. I couldn't believe a person that I had just loved to the moon and back, loved with every fiber of my being that I wanted him to like suffer for what he did. I didn't want him to die, but I wanted him to feel it. Um, and I remember having to deal with that. I had to really, um, you know, let the Lord just really deal with that area of my life. For It took me three years that I just did not want to let that part go because I didn't have anything to do with the affair. I didn't, you know, do something in the booth in the back in the dark. This wasn't my idea. Why do I need to forgive something? Okay. And so the Lord had to teach me how to forgive, how to really, really forgive, um, which I have. So life moved on, life moved on. Um, I began to study the Word of God in a deeper way. I went to Bible school. I um, talked to my children a lot. I hid a lot from them. Then eventually they did find out about every single bit of this. They suffered a lot. My children suffered. No one goes through adultery and divorce and you don't suffer. Kids suffer. They suffer greatly. So that was not an easy place or an easy thing to walk through to watch my children go through. But they are better for it. Honestly, today they they've come out very well. But um went to Bible school. Is me getting back to the story. I went to Bible school. I began to heal and God used every course I took to heal me. But I didn't realize how broken I was. And now we're going to get to the part of how I became the woman that I am today, because I went through all this hell, all this drama, all this pain, all this uh, obedience and sacrifice and dying to self for the Lord. I I actually did. I went through this for, for him. And God began to teach me because my main struggle, the main thing that was wrong with me. That was the source of the pain. It wasn't the affair. It wasn't the husband. It wasn't the adultery. That wasn't it. It was, I didn't really know God as father, as father God. I had the worst orphan type of thinking about father God love. Anytime anything didn't go right in my life, I would make the statement, God doesn't love me. God, why don't you love me? You don't love me. And God used what the enemy was doing to show me that God loved me, 
God used every single bit of pain, every single bit of hurt, every tear that I cried, every ounce of hatred, unforgiveness, all the nasty done to me, all the nasty I felt and said God used it every bit. There was nothing wasted. And God used it to show me Father God's love for me, unconditional love that I can stand here today and tell you I am so glad every ounce of lying, cheating, pain, hurt, depression, anger, every bit of everything I went through was worth it because it gave me a relationship with God that I never would have had had I not gone through all that. See, I kept trying to take myself out of the fire. I want to make sure y'all understand that. Just because you're in a bad situation, you're in a place of pain, doesn't mean that you take yourself out of that to feel better. You need to go through whatever you're going through because God is going to show you himself in that. See, the question to ask yourself is, God, what are you trying to be for me now that you couldn't be for me if I wasn't having this situation, this problem, this illness, this failure, this whatever in my life? See, I wasn't the victim. God had to show me, you're not the victim. I'm showing you how much you need me. God used the situation to heal a wound in my soul, to heal me, to show me that he loved me unconditionally. Because see, my view of God, and I was a Christian, but my view of God was God was way over there across the street. He was you know, he knew he knew me. He knew where I was. He knew my address. He knew I existed, but eh, he wasn't that involved with me. He didn't really care about my life in this deep, you know, intimate way. But he did. But I didn't know that because I had orphan thinking, which is something that I uh, teach my women clients now. So I began to heal. I began to heal. And I can tell you today that born out of all of this pain, 10 years of pain, actually more than that since 1998, how many every years that is, um, born out of all that place of pain is much, much healing. The Lord has turned many, many things around for me. Um, I am a covenant stander, so I am still standing. Have no idea what that will look like in the future. But God has instructed me to just keep going, live my life, do what I need to do. Um, and God is working on the other part, the rest, the marriage part of my life. He's working on that part. My sons grew up through this. They suffered a lot, but they have healed for the most part. They um, have a few things, you know, they need to work on. Who doesn't? But they are working on it. They are wonderful sons. One's in ministry school. He is going to be an evangelist. He he is actually my youngest son who suffered the most. He suffered the most pain. Um, I remember the day when my uh, husband left, announced he was leaving. My son laid in the floor and cried for like six hours. He, he was eight years old at the time. And he just cried. He just cried and cried. And He's just suffered a lot. He suffered a lot of emotional damage because of this. But God has just touched his life and is using him. He is a absolute profound uh, minister of the word of God. 
My oldest son was 14 at the time, and he is a gifted uh, musician. And my uh, music on this podcast, he has written that. He wrote that for me. He's a worship leader. He does prophetic worship, and he is just absolutely brilliant and phenomenal. He's 25 years old. I'd really love for him to get married, find a really great wife and get married, but that's another topic. Um, so out of this, out of all this pain, this place that I was in, um, I began ministering to women while I was actually still in pain, while I was still in depression, I would minister and teach to women. And so a lot of things got birthed out of that. Uh, a ministry, Grace to Live, has gotten birthed out of, out of this place of healing and pain. And so I now minister to women. So reveal, how did reveal get here? Well, I've been ministering to women. I've been helping women go through uh, past issues in their life, mother wounds, father wounds. I learned that was a source of, uh, you know, emotional hurt for me. It's also emotional hurt for for my um, husband also, um, ex-husband. It, it's emotional hurt for him. Um there's just a lot of things that I've learned through this process that could have saved our marriage, but it didn't. There's a lot that even he doesn't even know right now that's even happened with me, that healing has taken place. He he doesn't know that to this day I still love him. I have totally forgiven him. Um, I've never seen him as the adulterer ever, not ever, Um it's just been a journey. It's been a great, great journey. Now, do I want to live it over again? No, no, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it's been a great journey. So out of this came um, a book that I wrote. It's a coaching workbook called Grace to Live um, Coaching Program. And it's a program that I take my coaching clients through. It's um, lessons of things that God taught me Um, that he taught me going through this healing process of my entire life. And so I take clients through 13 different lessons um, and we work through issues. We work through their identity as a woman. We work through um, boundaries. I love to teach on purpose, which is something I'm going to be teaching on the podcast here. We talk about discipline of their thought life, their words, the way we speak affects your life, having a balanced life. We talk about um, discipline in your spiritual life. I talk to them about living a life of obedience and surrender because this is um, the two things that really healed me, being extremely obedient to God, to my spiritual mom, and really surrendering to the Lord. Um, I teach women about living a life of intentionality, living a life of grace. And I really, um, you know, really delve into their past. Um, I talk about orphan thinking, which is something we'll talk about on this podcast in some show episodes. Um, so out of that, I began to really just minister to women. Women have gotten a lot of healing. They've gotten a lot of, um, help and information and enlightenment and empowerment. I want women to feel empowered. So out of this place where I came from is this real strong sense of empowerment for women 
for helping them to be what God created them to be. I help women discover their purpose because if people say, well, Dr. Carter, what is your purpose? I can tell you uh, my purpose is to instill discipline, integrity, and an uncompromising spirit of character in women. So I do that in everything that I do in my newsletter, in my podcast here, in my blog, in my books, um, on my website. I never counsel or teach women anything I've not lived, that I have not lived, I've not gone through, that I have not experienced. I won't write it and I don't live that way and I don't teach it. I only teach you what I've gone through, what I've lived, what I know as to be truth. So I created um, courses on Teachable right now. I just have two of them. The coaching workbook is there and a course on intercessory prayers there. And so I've, I've just got all these, you know, things going on. You know how God just starts speaking to you. He tells you so much so fast that you can't keep up. And I've, I think for 20 years now, I've had lists of, of book titles and things that I want to write. I've just got so much good stuff going on. I need nine days in my week to get it all done. I'm a very busy person. Um, really want to make a living from all this stuff that I do. Still can't fully do that yet, but it's coming. But I love what I do. So the beginning of this year, January 1st, um, someone gave me a prophetic word and I was just kind of listening to it and didn't really fully understand it. And lo and behold, someone said to me, Dr. Carter, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I, <laughs> that, um, I, oh no, podcast? No, I wouldn't know what to talk about. Like, uh. and they said, oh, Dr. Carter, talk about all that stuff that you tell us. And I thought, oh, I don't know who really wants to hear that. Like, I don't know. But that's, you know, that person saying that, it just stirred it up in me. It was like, it was just a stirring, right? So as this stirred in me, uh, maybe just a few days later, someone else came to me, a client. Dr. Carter, you should do a podcast. I would listen. It'd be good. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to do a podcast. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I, have, I don't even know. I don't even know what to talk about. Oh, Dr. Carter, just talk about all the stuff you teach us. And I'm like, well, maybe. I don't know. So I just kind of let it go. And then I kind of just started really thinking about it, you know, a little bit more. I let it go in that moment. And it just kind of just stirred up. And so this third client, this, this all happened in one week. One week, y'all. So the third client came and we were talking and she said, oh, I've, I've got to take this call. It's my um, co-host. And I said, co-host of what? And she said, oh, my podcast. And she named it. And I said, you got a podcast? And she said, yes. And Dr. Carter, you don't have one. You should do one. And I thought, okay, God, I hear you. You're talking. But I have no idea what to do or how to do this. So I don't know. And I said, okay, sure. What should I call it? And this is my client. So my client is the one who actually named this podcast. She sits across from me and she goes, I got it. I got it, Dr. Carter. This, I, this is the name. This is what you should call it. You should call it Reveal. And when she said that, I was floored. I was like, yes, yes, that's it. And then I said, well, wait a minute. Now, why should I call it Reveal? And she said, because. You're always revealing truth to us, revealing this, revealing that. You're, you're just always revealing 
all this stuff to our lives, what we should do, what we should, you know, how we should be living, the whole thing. So she's like, yeah, you, you, you just need to call it reveal. And I thought, wow, great. God, you're really moving. So I got the name, I got the tagline, the tagline, and it is uh, reveal the podcast, revealing God, the Bible, and truth, you know, to you, in you. So revealing the truth about God, let me, let me go back. So it's reveal, revealing the truth about God, the Bible, and you. So that is what we are going to talk about in Reveal, this podcast. So I'm going to do a lot of teaching, talking to you about different truths in the Bible, different topics, different things that people, you know, don't really dig into uh, the word of God about. They want to know more about that because I'm, I just have this thing about always revealing truth. You know, what is the truth about this? What is the truth about, you know, this topic? So I'm going to talk to y'all about... Um, some things out of my coaching workbook for women. We're going to talk about those things I mentioned earlier about boundaries, about healthy living, about um, past woundings. We're going to talk about, you know, um, your words, your thought life, the thoughts that you think, how to get you speaking correctly. We're going to talk in this podcast about how to study the Bible. I've written uh, a new book. It's almost finished. Um, it's for beginners. I have a lot of women that come to me and they say, Dr. Carter, I just don't know how to study the Bible, the Word of God. It's like, it's boring. I don't know where to start. I don't understand this Bible translation that I'm reading. So this is a book that I've been want wanting to write for a couple of years. And I finally have just kind of pulled a lot of things together and compiled it. And it's called How to Study the Bible, um, a beginner's Bible study course. It's for beginners. Um, to help you kind of dig in to the word and give you different methods. It's about six or seven different methods of how you can start to study the word of God. Um, we're going to talk about purpose a lot. I help a lot of my clients discover their purpose. When they do, they are absolutely uh, just ecstatic because they know what it is now, why they were born. They know their why. They can answer the why question, why am I here? And um, so we go over that. I want to talk on the podcast about the anointing. I want to talk about a spiritual wilderness and how you survive it. Sometimes we as women get into a spiritual wilderness. I want to talk about um, things in the book of Proverbs. I want to talk about lies that keep us from change. I want to talk about loneliness. Um, let's talk about it. I'm going to actually write a course on that. Women are lonely, a lot of singles, a lot of people are lonely, but they don't know how to navigate the lonely place. We're going to talk about self-care, why this is important. We're going to talk about um, having a servant's heart, how you just serve other people. We're going to talk about hearing the voice of God, overcoming depression, prayer, um, bitterness. I'm going to teach you about the 10 most important words that you need in your life, these 10 words that you need. So there's just so much that I want to share, that I want to share with you, that I want to reveal. And that's why the podcast is called Reveal, because I want to reveal things to you, reveal truth, reveal information to help you be empowered. So 
I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information about me, just go to my website, stephaniemcarter.com. You can find information there. The main place that you will keep up with me is if you go to my website and you sign up for the Reveal newsletter, you'll see a link on the first page. Sign up and you're going to get a free nine-day devotional on the fruit of the Spirit. I created a devotional. It's, It's in color. It's really pretty in color. You can print it out and go through it in nine days, one fruit of the Spirit every day for nine days. And you can get that as a free gift for signing up. But I am also on Facebook. Um, On my Facebook page, you'll find all those links when you sign up in the newsletter or you can look for it on my website. I am also on YouTube. I do download some videos on YouTube. I'm going to be doing more of those. And you'll find out more about my Teachable site with the courses that will be coming out. But you'll get all this information if you connect with me in my Reveal newsletter. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a blessed day and you enjoyed this podcast. See you later. Thank you.